And welcome once again to another edition of A Plain Answer here at Redeemer Broadcasting. I'm Dan Elmendorf. On the phone line with me today is the Reverend Bill Spanger. He is pastor of Affirmation Presbyterian Church in Somers, New York. And he's also a teacher at Chapel Field High School and also a participant, maybe even the founder of the Dwork Hill Study Center. Uh, Bill, it's great to have you with us today. Thank you, Dan. It's a real privilege and honor to be here with you. Now, I was just thinking back, as uh, I knew this uh, interview was coming up, I was driving my car, and I was thinking, you know what, I've known Bill for a long time now. <laughs> it was way back, I think, in the late 90s, we got to know each other, and you were doing some pulpit supply for us for a, a church in Kingston, New York, and I remember in those those days very, very well, the people just just loved you and your wife, and and I, I counted a privilege to um, have you on the phone line with us today. Thank you very much. Thank you, Dan. Yeah, those were good times, and uh, I remember Kingston very well, and, and uh, it kind of was a chance for me to, to cut my teeth in the ministry <laughs> and preaching, and, and uh, I'm sure that little congregation there had to endure many, many <laughs> oh. sermons from a struggling young, young oh, preacher, no. but uh, it was a great time for me. That was a blessing. Uh, today our topic is on education. Um, pretty soon schools will be ramping up and starting. Kids will be going back to school. And uh, maybe we can get started just talking about um, what you're involved with right up front. Uh, Chapelfield, maybe people haven't heard of that school. It's a Christian school. Could you tell us a little bit about it? Sure, yeah. Chapelfield was uh, founded in, in 1986, and um, at that time it was just a high school. There were no Christian high schools in in, uh, in this region, in the Hudson Valley, and um, on this side of the river. And um, we're over in Orange County. And uh, so we started a high school back in 86. It was actually my parents who uh, started it on what once was our farm mm. uh, here out in Pine Bush. And since then have have grown to include a middle school and a uh, elementary school, having grown actually backwards where most schools start with a elementary and grow up. We, we went uh, in reverse and desiring to establish a, a program that would be able to feed itself through and, and be able to build on uh, each step in each grade. And so we did that, and we did that out of a concern um, and a real desire to see uh, Christian education established uh, here in this local area of uh, Orange County. And, um, yeah, just as a, as a concern with what we know the options were for Christian families and for Christian kids. We know there's many excellent homeschoolers uh, out there, but um, besides homeschooling, it was only the public schools. And, and uh, we wanted to offer an opportunity for kids to come and sit under education in which they would be uh, um, given and, and uh, not only taught, but they would be able to dwell in for the eight hours they're here in a worldview that would complement what they were getting at home mm. and what they were getting at church and, and not have to be in a situation where they return home to the dinner table and, and, uh, and there needs to be a big debriefing uh, because of, of a worldview that's being given to them at the local public schools. Mm, yeah, well put. When I was growing up, Bill, I was in the public school. I didn't know anything about Christian schools or homeschooling or anything back then. Um, but I do remember very clearly that there was a, there was a strong bias, even in the grade school, against Christianity. Um, I remember, I think it was third grade, I had brought a little little pocket testament, little tiny thing, just like summary verses, and the teacher was very upset that I had that. Um, you know, in high school, we had to read literature in some English class that 
was full of, of junk. I mean, it's just junk. And then the constant emphasis on um, questioning our Christian faith. I think even one teacher um, was interested in suicide. And it's just weird, weird mm-hmm. stuff. And how refreshing it is to know that there's Christian schools out there. And uh, just from the bottom of our hearts, thank you very much for your involvement with Chapel Field and um, your parents. I, I see them quite often. They're precious people. And I, I look at them, I think, wow, you know, if it wasn't for these people, there wouldn't be a Chapel Field. And there, they're sitting right in front of me in church. <laughs> uh, you know, and, and it's it's not to say that, uh, of course, you know, we, we can all agree that there are many excellent uh and, and Christian uh, men and women in the public schools teaching, sure, and uh, and so forth, and so I, I certainly wouldn't want to uh, talk down all who are who are trying to serve the Lord in those fields, and and yeah. even those who are not Christians, uh, you know, are able to to give our kids um, good education on on some subjects. But I think what concerns us here and, and me in particular is that you know in in high school high school alone, our students are spending about five thousand hours, you know, there at the school. And uh, and it's not even so much the teaching, but it's the whole worldview. It's what they're soaking in for for five thousand hours. They're soaking in a worldview that runs uh, contrary to the worldview they're getting in their churches and their homes. And so it's it's not even things that are so direct as those things. Though they're clearly there. I mean, there. Are, you know, let's face it. We know that creationism is not allowed to be taught because it's faith, but but uh, evolution is taught as science and. and mm. uh, so therefore, we have to keep anything that has to do with faith out of the, the classroom. We know that that happens within the public schools. They're just things you can't talk about. But, but even more than that, it's the environment, it's the worldview, it's the values uh, that are being put forward and that our children, I think, really are just uh, soaking in. That is very hard to undo. It's something very subtle. Um, that, that's, it's hard to, to, con- to come against with just an hour around the dinner table or even an hour a week in church. Mm, that is so true. Our family, you know, once we got married, Debbie and myself got married, um, you know, this big question haunts you right away once once the first child comes along and then the second you realize, oh, no, what are we going to do for schooling? Now, for Deb, uh, she was already convinced, uh, even while our firstborn was yet in her womb, that we very likely would be doing homeschooling. It's It's funny how a mother has a has a sense for the way things are going to work out. I wasn't there yet up to that point. I was pretty much ignorant of homeschooling and Christian schools. And uh, at that time, for us, the fit was homeschooling, um, and that worked very well. However, at that time, if we had the resources and, and maybe lived closer to Pine Bush, certainly Chapelfield would have been a wonderful, wonderful resource. I'm thinking also there's many single parents where, you know, they're working during the day and they have children, how to handle this. And for that, Chapelfield would be a, a wonderful match for that single parent, I'm thinking, as well. Sure, yeah. I mean, and there's just things where now there are many good uh, homeschooling groups that come together to be able to offer the strengths of different families. Some are good in math, some are good in science, languages, and so forth and to be able to give the kids social interaction. Mm-hmm. Uh, so there are homeschooling groups doing that, but of course that's what Chapel Field provides, you know, and being able to provide uh, music programs, sports, uh, the social interaction, the education. So, I mean, those kinds of things, and, and uh, 
know, we tried even to work with homeschoolers. We have homeschoolers who will come over for part day to be able to get some things they're unable to get. You know, we really want to be an outreach to our Christian community within the, within the Hudson Valley in every way we can. Yeah, I like that. That's a really neat point you raised that um, you could potentially have be a homeschooled family and you realize, you know what, I just need a little extra help and this, that, the other thing. Um, let's, um, you know, partner, as it were, kind of a hybrid approach with Chapel Field. And that's good that you're open to that. That's right. Um, what about education itself? Um I want to talk about education. Um, Is it just simple, open the book, you know, soak in the information, spit it back out on a test, or is it something much more? Yeah, of course, it's uh, something much more. And that's that's why I say, you know, what what even uh, our students get if they go off to the public school is, is, it's not that everything in the books or everything the teacher says is, is, uh, is bad from a Christian point of view. Sure. But it's that education is so much more than that. And uh, so, so at Chapel Field and also at the uh, study center that we do uh, for the adults in the evening, uh, it, it's our desire to take every thought captive and to uh, do it in a way that engages not only the mind, but of course also the heart, and uh, that draws us to see Jesus Christ as having authority over every aspect of, of our lives. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, just sitting and opening a book is not going to get it done. That's necessary course, we need to do that. We need to fill our minds with all sorts of facts. But, um, but at the same time, we need to engage these things at a much deeper level. And uh, I, I know that's what we're, what we're after, what we desire to do. Mm-hmm. Have you had, um, I'm sure you have, had experience where different kids go on to different walks of life. What are some of the fields that they pursue after chapel field, I wonder? Well, I think uh, a lot like what you get in, in any school, I mean, they're going into all different sorts of fields. And we've had them go off into the military. We've had students go off to West Point. And we've had students go off into, uh, into the world of science, engineering. Uh, we've had students go off into the ministry. Uh, we're, we're, we're just so pleased when we hear of students who desire to go off into the ministry, whether it's missions or, or yeah. pastorate. Uh, although, uh, again, uh, being reformed as we are, we don't hold that as, as, a, as a calling that is above all the callings. We're just excited when... Uh, when students are, are called by the Holy Spirit to do that, and that through Chapel Field they've, they've felt that and they've heard mm-hmm. that call. That's an important point, that um, these callings, each of them are important. Um, there may have been a time in, the, in, in evangelical Christianity when if you, if you chose to be a pastor, that's looked up upon with, with uh, you know, wow, you're going to be a pastor. Or if, or if you become a, a car mechanic, well, okay, he's a car mechanic. You know, sure. he comes to church on Sunday. No, it's it's a calling, isn't it? It sure is, and and yeah, we, <laughs> yeah, it 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 was thought of a, for a large portion of evangelicalism that the the going off to the mission field or filling a pulpit was really serving the Lord, and then yeah, the car mechanic, you yeah. know, gave the tithe to be able to sort, support those who are really doing the work of the Lord, and and um, I just don't think that's biblical. I think God has gifted us all in this multiplicity of ways. And each of these ways are ways that honor and glorify Him as we manifest His gifts, and as we serve one another, uh, we become the hands and feet of God's providence and His love toward our neighbor. And uh, and each of these ways pleases God. So in that way, the pastor is no more honoring to God if he's faithful in his service than the car mechanic as he is faithful in his or her service. Mm, that's, that's a good point. So uh, I would think that um, in your educational experience as you're training young people, um, you're also helping them sort out perhaps some of the thinking 
that lies behind how do I choose where God is directing me? Where's the best fit for me? Where's my passions? Where's my my gifts, my callings? Sure. I mean, the first thing is to get them to understand that their lives are a resource to serve the Lord in whatever gifts and callings uh, they have. Mm. And so we want them first to accept and understand that, that, look, they are created for a purpose, as the as the, catech- the Westminster Shorter Catechism says, we are created to glorify God and to enjoy Him forever. That's the chief end of man. Yeah. And so if we, if we instill that within them, then it will become more and more natural to, to say, whatever I have and whatever I do, I want to do in, to the glory of God and, and in enjoying Him and the gifts that He has given me. Mm. And, then help, and then through that, then helping them to find, okay, what are those gifts and how, what are the avenues uh, with which you can uh, serve the Lord. Mm. Do you guys there at Chapel Field ever, um, without revealing too much, do you ever get very tired and uh, feel like throwing in the towel? <laughs> I think that's all of life, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, I think that's true of everybody in yeah. life. You have moments and times where you feel discouragement, yeah. and other times where you're just weary. Uh, yeah. I can tell you this, that that uh, running running a, uh, a Christian school is, is, not, is not big business. No. And, uh, so it's hard work, and it requires not not just from us and my family, but from so many who have given time and energy and sweat, right. and blood and tears to to keep it floating. So, yeah, there's times you you uh, you get weary, but you know, it only takes one student coming back, you know, from college or from his first year in college or her first year, and and saying thank you or saying, mm. uh, you know, boy, that that class, I was just so prepared for that, and that all of a sudden it's amazing. How, uh, what a gift from the Lord that is, and how it re-energizes you. <laughs> yeah. I wanted you to talk about something that I'm horrible at, that I have zero experience in, and that is sports. Um, the most I did with sports was I did some ping pong, <laughs> which is very pathetic compared to some of the exotic sports, and I, I liked handball. But other than that, I, I never got into sports. I wasn't good at it, but I admire those who did. And I've observed from a distance that uh, your school there in Pine Bush is really strong in sports. Yeah, we've had, uh, you know, it comes in waves, like all sports programs. You know, you have times when you've been very successful and times where you're rebuilding and struggling. Sure. But, um, but no, we have had some success in the past. And you know, we offer sports uh, in the fall, I mean, soccer and uh, cross country, and then basketball, boys and girls, both in the fall and the winter basketball for guys and girls, and then in the spring, Baseball, softball, and uh, and track and field, and wow. uh, so yeah, it's great. It's you know, I just believe I'm a big believer, and you know me and uh, sports. I'm just a big believer that it's one of those things that contributes to our education in in ways that go beyond textbooks, yes. teaching us discipline, camaraderie, teamwork, uh, uh, respect for authority, oh, these yes. kinds of things, hard work, commitment. All these things are taught, and and if we do so, uh, continue to do so under the the banner of the authority of Christ then it will be effective. If not, it will become an idol like anything else. But yes. we, want to do, we want to do our sports under the banner of God's authority, just like we want to do our academics under His authority. <laughs> That's cool. I, if I knew what I did now, and I was way back then, I, I definitely would have forced myself into sports more because it, it rounds you out as a human being, and it also, uh, I think it keeps you out of trouble somewhat, too. Yeah, that's right. It keeps you busy after school, and and yeah. one of the things that uh, is an opportunity for us here at Chapel Field, being our our size, we're relatively small, is that that kids who want to play play, and so yeah. there's a place for them. They can get on and be involved. And and you're right. I just think even yes. for those who are not particularly gifted in sports, having the opportunity to be part of a team, uh, to to learn the discipline, learn the skills, uh, yeah, I think it's something that has long term benefits. 
Now, you, you reminded me of something, a, a flashback in my own experience. I remember I was in fourth grade, and I went to the music teacher, and I wasn't good at music either. And I told him, I, I'd like to learn how to play the trumpet. And um, for whatever reason, he said no. Okay. And, you know, and yet in homeschooling or in chapel field, I mean, if you have a desire to learn an instrument, I would think that you would be given the opportunity to learn it. Absolutely. I mean, you know? we, yeah, we want kids to... to uh, dip their toe in as many pools of water as they can, you know, to find out sure. the things they like, to, to be able to do things. There's times in high school, I, I believe really all your education, but particularly high school, that you can try things. You know, sports you may not be able to do in college, but, uh, mm-hmm. you know, you can try them in high school. And, and you may not be able to, to make the band in college, but you can, you can try to play the trumpet in high school or junior high. And so now is the time, and the, the years that we deal with, I just believe is the time for trying as many things as possible and all of a sudden discovering, hey, I really love doing this, or I'm yes. gifted in this way. and Or if not, it was a great experience. I was glad to be part of it. So absolutely, we want to <laughs> encourage them to uh, as much as they can. Those lessons carry over into church life, too, I would think, where people have opportunities to serve in different venues, and they think, oh, I can't really lead that Bible study. And all of a sudden you find out that, wow, this guy's really studious, he understands theology, and he's able to talk and teach uh, smoothly and, and get the point across. And all of a sudden, here's this wonderful teacher just coming out of the woodwork because he's willing to try something, you know, maybe teach a, a class one time or whatever. Sure. Uh, it's worth trying things, and, and it's worth coming under the authority of those that, that are, are skilled and, and being able to be trained. I'd like to um, switch gears and talk a little bit about, um, ask you about Dwarf Hill Study sure. Center. Um, before we got on Mike, I asked you how to spell that name, and it's <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, you chastised d- me about the name before <laughs> in a loving way. No, uh, yeah, well, D W A A R K I L L. That's right, it's there? Dutch, and it's it's uh, it's the name of the the stream, the kill, if you will, that runs through the 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 uh, property that the school's on. The school's on about a hundred acres out in yeah. Pine Bush, and and uh, the stream runs through it. And um, so we started a, a study center last year, a year ago, almost about right now. Uh, we started a study center for continuing adult education, uh, trying to dive into uh, God's Word and into theological subjects to help maybe inspire and challenge the folks in this area to, uh, to a God-glorifying study of, of the Lord. Well, it's very interesting, Dwork Hill Study Center, um, and I, I'm I'm warming up to the name now, particularly <laughs> since you said it was Dutch. It's Dutch. <laughs> um, the um, study center. When do your course? When are they conducted? These courses. Well, we have courses generally in the fall and in the spring. Uh, last fall, I taught a ten week class on the Book of Revelation, and uh, Justin Sherritt uh, taught a class on the history of political thought. And then in the spring, I taught a class, um, a six-week class called Living in Exile, you know, being a Christian in a secular culture, and Justin taught one on new atheism. Mm. Um, this coming uh, fall, I'm teaching a class on C.S. Lewis's Screwtape Letters that begins uh, three weeks from yesterday, mm. on, uh, September 11th, Beautiful. which it wasn't that day, but that's the Thursday we had to start. Yeah. And, um, and then we're hoping to do a class later in the fall on the book of Ecclesiastes, but uh, that's, that's in pencil, not in ink yet. Wow. The, uh, the class, uh, the Screwtape Letters, will be on Thursdays, 6.30 to 8.30, out on the uh, Chapel Field campus at the elementary school. Now, what if somebody's hearing this today and they think, wow, I'd really like to be a part of that class? How would they go about getting folded in? Well, we'd love to have uh, anybody who's interested to come on out. It's a good group, an eclectic group. We have folks from 
all different uh, churches. I think at the some of the classes last year we had up to fifty people, so it's not wow. it hasn't been a little tiny group. Uh, so we'd love to have anybody who would want to. Uh, our website is dwarkill dot com, as uh, you spelt it, D W A A R K I L L dot com, and um, on there you can link to the registration for the upcoming classes. And uh, there's also a listen now tab on there, and you can go and there's some different lectures that we've given in the past that uh, can be listened to to kind of get a sampling of what we do. Mm. And, uh, yeah, we'd love to have people go there and check it out. Well, you're a busy man. I don't know how you get it all done, and I, I just admire the fact that you you just keep pushing and pushing for the Lord Jesus Christ, and and um, I just pray to the Lord that he gives you a lot of strength because we, we need these efforts in our day. Absolutely. Um, I, I appreciate that, Dan. You, you, um, you also mentioned uh, another buddy of mine, and that's Justin Sherritt. And uh, some of the people may recognize that name, Sherritt, and that's uh, that's actually Kevin's son. Uh, right. Justin is trained, I believe, uh, quite well trained in philosophy. I think that's one of his backgrounds. So uh, he'd be also a fine teacher to come under and, and learn a lot from. Absolutely. He's done a great job, and we've, we've been real uh, happy and blessed to have him participate with us. And Kevin also, we, we'll, uh, we'll rope him in. <laughs> right. I remember Kevin uh, studied in, intensely uh, the book of Ecclesiastes, actually. Yes, that's why. Yeah. But we're penciling it in. We're, we're in negotiations sure. right now with Kevin. Oh, I hope that works <laughs> out, because um, I, I heard a lot of good things about his study series in Ecclesiastes. It was wonderful. It was yeah. wonderful, and that's why we wanted to do it. Well, today we're talking on the phone line with uh, the Reverend Bill Spanger. Uh, he's a teacher at Chapelfield High, and... You corrected me, uh, Bill. You mentioned also the fact that it's no longer just a high school. It's a middle school as well as elementary, and I didn't realize that. Um, that is wonderful. And what classes do you typically teach there at Chapelfield? I'll usually do uh, Bible and history. Um, my undergrad was in history, and so I love that. So I keep my, my hand in history a little bit. I'll do global history. Um, but mainly I'm doing the Bible classes. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, we do theology for the sophomores church history for the juniors, and then an apologetics uh, slash church and culture class for the seniors. Oh, that's um, neat. And so I teach those three. And then we also, have a, for the freshmen, we do a, a uh, sort of a biblical survey called Progress of Redemption. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I mainly teach the sophomore, junior, senior Bible classes. Let me ask you this. Um, just popped into my mind, quick question, and we only have about three minutes left. Um, if there's a, a parent out there that wants to have a really couple of really good books for his um, child to read um, that's related to um, the Bible, theology, history, you know, the type of courses that, that you may teach. Do you have any particular reading resources that you would recommend for this young person? Well, I'll tell you, you know, I, I go back to when I was in high school and my dad uh, first gave me R.C. Sproul's Holiness of God. Um, that just took me from a person who, you know, was a typical... A Christian kid, you know, knew some theology, knew some of what the Bible said, but when I read R.C.'s book on the holiness of God, mm. it really opened my eyes. Um, so that would be a book in theology that I okay. think is, is at a kid's level that you can read. Adults can read it, too. But it really opened my eyes and gave me a new uh, hunger and thirst for uh, knowing uh, knowing God. Mm. Um, and, of course, I'm teaching this class in the Screwtape Letters, and so C.S. Lewis's is on my mind, and I mean, a book like Mere Christianity, 
um, is a book that has been used by the Lord to turn many people, uh, both to Jesus Christ and those who are, who know Christ, to a much deeper understanding of Him and, and challenge them. So mm-hmm. those would be two books at a, uh, a a readable level that I would highly recommend. Okay, really helpful. So again, that's uh, R.C. Sproul's Holiness of God and C.S. Lewis's Mere Christianity. Uh, excellent suggestions. Today we're talking on the phone line with the Reverend Bill Spanger. And Bill, just a wrap-up thought. Um, encourage us, if you would, to good education in, in some way, shape, or manner. <laughs> well, I'll tell you this. You know, in uh, in Romans 12, two, we're told not to be conformed to the pattern of this world, but to be transformed in the renewing of our minds. And, and what the Lord is looking for is not for us just to clean up our external actions and so forth, but to to work at a very deep level of our understanding of who He is and the story we're in, to seek to glorify Him in every sphere of our life. And so to do that, we need to be educated. We need to challenge ourselves to know Him more deeply, to love Him not only with our hearts, but with all of our minds. And so mm. that's, what, uh, that's what we're after here and what I think as Christians we all need to be after. Well, praise the Lord. Thank you so much for that. And uh, if someone would like to contact you, maybe they have a question about the Dworkill Study Center, um, the school, um, or anything like that, uh, is there a way that they could contact you? Probably the best way to get me right now is through the school. So the phone number for the school is 845-778-1881. And that number one more time. 845-778-1881. Okay, beautiful. So if anyone would like to contact the school, that's the number. And Bill, thank you so much for joining us today for A Plain Answer. Really, thank you, Dan, for having me. To our listeners, this uh, broadcast is up on our website. Check it out. We're found at RedeemerBroadcasting.org. And a reminder to please join us next week at the same time for another edition of A Plain Answer.